Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Funbox Hey-o! Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And this is Season 2. Season 2. We back, yeah. baby. Yeah, we're back. Had a uh, little, had a little uh, <laughs> leave of absence. Yes. A little sabbatical. Yeah, just to get things in order, just to prepare ourselves. We'd, we'd watched every movie, so we had to watch more. Yeah. And now, it was all just to be in preparation for the horror show. A.K.A. House 3. Yes. Uh... Another longtime favorite of mine. Yep. This is one that... Uh, I remember liking it, hadn't watched it in several years, and uh, forgot how great it, great oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. It, it's funny. I, I just hadn't been able to find it for a long time, mm-hmm. and so I finally broke down and actually bought the, the Blu-ray of this, and I'm really happy that I did, because this used to be one that I would watch just constantly. Gotcha. I, yeah. uh, let's get to the House 3 part of it. Okay. I've read please. several... <laughs> I can't find why it's called... I mean, I can and I can't. I've seen so many... Nobody seems to have a concrete answer to this. I've, yeah. read, I've read that MGM took over distribution, and they wanted to start their own new franchise with Meet, Mac, Meet Cleaver Max. <laughs> right. So they were like, let's start fresh here. I've read that... Um, I assume that it was the script. That, I've read that it, the horror show bombed in the States, so when they moved it overseas, they tried to capitalize on the House series. Oh, interesting. I mean... That last shot and the first shot where it's like the house and it's when they're unpacking and leaving the house. Yep. That is such a house moment. Yeah. Like that that kind of occurs in that franchise a lot where it's like, oh, there they are getting the fuck out, you know. <laughs> and so that felt very much like it was it tied into the and rest of the, the house the characters franchise. in the movie live in a house. You know, and that unlike all the other movies, <laughs> I like... <laughs> I mean, the one thing that really stood out to me was that they were living in a $1.5 million house on a cop's salary. I was like, he's, he must be doing a lot of lot of cop stuff. Look, when you get cited seven times for bravery, it's your you, get, you, get, you get the paycheck. Yeah, that's, he's making 500 k They're year. just like, we got a 5000 k uh, a year raise for bravery. Yeah, so much bravery. We just got to give you the money. Oh my he God. also makes $5 per swear word, so you know he's raking it in there. <laughs> he's too. raking it in. It's like a reverse swear jar with him. Yeah. That scene was cut. Um, <laughs> this is another thing about this movie, too, is in the States, it's uh, cut. Uh, it's And apparently, it's been butchered. I have not seen the uncut. I'm guessing that the Scream Factory, Shout Factory version is uncut? Is, is that, that what you watched? That's what I watched. I, I don't, don't know. know. Oh, okay. Interesting. Let's bust it out and check the minutes. Yeah, let's find out. If, well, we'll find out if we've uh, if I've got stuff that you don't. Yeah, um, we'll have another one of those situations. All right, let's <laughs> let's start it off. Uh, we start with the old home movies of the Happy Family, which is always a good sign. Oh, the Rob Zombie opening. Yeah, you know, you know that things are going to go great for a family whenever a horror movie starts with family footage. <laughs> Um, they're playing baseball. They're grilling hot dogs. Oh, they just having so much fun. They're just having so much fun. And then an Alan Smithy credit comes up for writing. And, and then you're you, like, and then, whoa. That's, that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Whenever I see that, I'm like, I'm in for it. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm all about it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do we know who this person is that took the Alan Smithy? Uh, uh, it is uh, one of the writers. And apparently she hasn't written anything else of much note. So oh. I don't know what. Um, she should have taken. She should have taken credit for this one. I wonder if she thought it was just too broken because I've got some broken things to talk oh, about as boy. we go on. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So uh, 
Then we get to this, like, the wind's blowing the trees outside of this ridiculously way too expensive house for a cop to, to <laughs> own. Lance and his wife are in bed. Uh, Lance, who plays Lucas? Lucas. Lucas, Lucas McCarthy. Lucas McCarthy. Seven times sighted for the <laughs> uh, Lucas wakes up, and he's all sweaty, and he's like, gotta go check on his family. Like, he's looking really nervous, and so he's just running around the house. Like opening and doors, first, checking on checking on every single family member. First, he's got to get that, uh, and then he goes downstairs to get the uh, the cat out of the food pantry <laughs> top shelf. Um, yeah, he's got it. Like in every <laughs> like in every one of these movies, the cat lives in the pantry and then scares you when you open the door. Um, yeah, I, I love I love the movie. There's nothing out there. Uh, that movie has one scene in it that I always think of when I see cats. I don't know if you remember it, but they're looking in the basement and all of a sudden the cat falls from the ceiling and it's like, see, it was just the cat, and the guy's just like. Where did it come from? Did it just hang up there waiting for us to come in the room? Yeah, that movie's amazing. I always think of that whenever there's a cat scare. It's funny because I think of another famous Lance Henriksen movie every time I see a cat scare, and that is Alien vs. Predator when they're out and they do a traditional cat scare, but it's a penguin. They're in like an Antarctic <laughs> research. That. They're like in an Arctic research uh-huh. station, and they're like uh, a door pops open and a penguin just comes out, and it's like. Fucking A. I've never seen a penguin scare. You really got me, guys. <laughs> it would be the best if they had a second follow-up scare with a cat that jumped out after the penguin. Uh, and then the rest of the movie is just about them. <laughs> penguin and a cat. <laughs> so, uh, so he's all sweaty. He's going room to room. And one of the scenes, he's in his boxer shorts and he turns around and you can see his fucking wireless mic rig. And he hasn't said a word. He's got a big mic pack on his ass, and it's like, why did you mic him? He wasn't even saying anything. Really? This is a this is the kind of shit you miss when you watch it on the old. Uh, That's what happens tape. when they when they clean it up for a Blu-ray. It's like yep. nobody even saw it until now, and it's like really obvious in the Blu-ray. I watched this movie twice. Like, Does he have a gun? Oh no! I think that's a mic pack. My first viewing of this too is on my TV VCR combo at work, and I don't have a remote for it, and I can't Ooh. adjust the brightness, and it's always too dark because I can't so if you want to callers call in and pledge um, to buy me a universal remote for my TV VCR uh, phone lines are open yeah that is the best way to watch anything (laughs) you know I think I have a Harry Potter wand at the store that's a universal remote I'm not 100% sure I spent all my money on that jar jar you're right good point (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so uh, so he goes downstairs uh, he grabs his gun and he's, he's going downstairs and the power's out and, you know, cat scare goes to the basement. The boiler practically explodes. Yeah. Like this, this boiler just shoots flames and he is relieved. Like he gets scared. He hears a noise. There's flames fucking shooting out of the boiler. And he's like, oh, phew. Phew. Oh, it's, it's just, just my, my haunted furnace. It's just my furnace exploding. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah. And so uh, after that scare, we let's, flash back. Let's go to flashback mode. Yes. We flash back to his partner and him going after his, yeah. This his is, partner that you just know is going to make it. <laughs> that poor guy, man. I felt I felt bad for the actor. I felt bad for the character. The and, actor was terrible. <laughs> he was terrible. Uh, and so he's the, he's the horrible, stereotype, frightened partner of the main character. Yep. 
made only worse by the fact that they chose a black actor to play him. So it's an even worse stereotype. It's kind everything of a, about it's just it's it's a you rough, know he's dead. Yeah, exactly. It's a rough one. Uh, you so know, they he, get to the show. He was three days from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> At least ju- they didn't pull that. Card. He just bought a boat. Just got one. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to bust this meat cleaver max and then I can sail Nancy across the world. You know, I just got this lottery ticket. I won $3.5 million. I just need to go down to the convenience store. I'm going to bust one more criminal and then then I cash it in. Uh, So this whole part here is just broken. Um, I, I feel many parts of this movie are broken and they're just... So basically they get there and they were supposed to have two cops waiting for them. I don't know how they found Meet Cleaver Max, but they did. <laughs> These two cops were supposed to be waiting. They didn't. He's like, shit, they're going to blow it. Let's go in now and not wait Let's for any other backup. F- right. So they split up. Let's blow it ourselves. They split up. They send the partner to the factory and then they yes. send Lance to the diner next door for some reason. <laughs> they don't know what building he's in. The diner factory and, combo that they have downtown. yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, broken. Uh, so, but so Lance walks into the diner, and you know they're stalking this killer. So Lance picks up a fry later basket, and it's got a hand in it. And then he just slams that basket down on the ground. Oh yeah, the, fuck that! Thing. He just bangs his way through, making tons of shit. Yeah, noise. he's just like he finds a head, yep. he clangs around. Then he thinks he hears a noise. He shoots a pipe and gets steam whistling. And uh, I mean, dude has given off his position in a hundred ways yeah. in one second. Uh, Luckily, he was at the wrong place, so yes, it so, didn't matter. Uh, but the uh, the cop's head on the blue plate special. Pretty good. That was pretty funny. It was pretty good. So Lance realizes that the two cops there are dead. So yep. he's like, fuck, wrong place. He runs outside to radio the guy. When he radios his partner, that means his partner's radio would go off. <laughs> yep. Giving away giving his away position his if position he was trying well. to be stealthy, which Lance failed to. Uh, <sighs> so he doesn't reach him. He doesn't hear anything. So when Lance goes in, his... He ends up getting yep. startled by his buddy who has got his arms chopped off. I, okay, is that what happened? Because I wasn't 100% sure what was going on. He was, oh, on a, he was on a chain and he had blood on his arm. Apparently both his arms are chopped off. I was reading a bunch of reviews and everybody else could see this. <laughs> I couldn't see this on my tape. I was just like, I guess he got hurt. On so my I'm just, Blu-ray, I couldn't see that I'm either. Just, I'm, just, I'm just quoting what I read a hundred times. So like, his partner bloody. lost both his arms and then he gives like the shittiest, dumbest monologue de- death scene where he's like... I'm sorry. I did my best. I did my best, Luke. <laughs> I did my best. I tried. Yep. Get Jinky. Get him. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, okay. And, that's and then it. he dies. And then he dies. Ugh. I did my best. <laughs> I just, it, it just seems so foolish. Like, yeah. it, it, it sounds like a little kid talking to his dad. But maybe it was the blood loss from getting both of his you arms know, chopped off. You know, that's what happens. He yeah, had both you, his arms chopped off. Um, so Lance the, is wandering around now, and Jenky sneaks up behind him with a meat cleaver and a little girl as hostage. This I is kind of a big little girl. A very they bi- keep referencing her as a little girl, but she looks like she's like fourteen, right? Fifteen. Uh, she's she's young enough that they were clearly cutting away whenever he would say something aggressive. Like he would, he was like, or the bitch dies. And every time he would say something like that, they'd cut away so that he wasn't yelling that into the face of a child. Ah. So she was clearly young enough that they were actually taking, out movie, taking precautions (laughs) about traumatizing a a younger actor. Way to be compassionate. The way to be compassionate. Yeah. Fucks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. And so, (laughs) and so this confuses me. This is a, a thing that I wasn't sure about. 
So he says, I've been looking forward to this for three years. But then he just calls him cop. I've been looking forward to this for three years, cop. Yeah, wouldn't he? Does he know you? What if, yeah. Do, do they have a history? We don't know that he has a history up we until We later find out that he's killed 110 people. So Holy like, shit. So yeah. these cops have just been sucking it up for three years. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But he, uh, yeah, so he kind of makes this bold um, statement as if this whole cat and mouse cop right. taunting killer thing for years. But it's just so... We, we, we never actually find out yeah. how they even find out that he's at this factory or what. Right. Or like what gave them the break in, in three years and 110 deaths later. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Another so. extremely broken part. And the fact that he just calls him cop and not his name. He knows his name. He says it later. Yeah. Or maybe he just learns it after he gets busted. But or uh, maybe I can't recall just... if he says it here in the beginning or not. But it's just like it sounds so more... It would be more so much more potent if he was like, ah, Officer Lucas. Yeah, exactly. I've like, been waiting for this for years. Not just, I've been right. waiting for this for three years. Cop. You. <laughs> you. <laughs> Tiger. You guy on, with the metal sport. star badge. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. But Lance drops his gun, and then right out of nowhere, he just cuts the well, head he off. Well, he tells Lance to drop the gun or he's going to yeah, kill the yeah. girl. That's what Lance doesn't yeah. just go, oops. Whoops, whoopsie. No, <laughs> he's like, again. he's yeah. like, drop the gun. He's like, okay, drop the gun or I kill her. Yep. And so he drops the gun and then he just chops her head cleanly off and throws it at Lance who yeah. catches it. Physics be damned. I can't figure it's, out how he... Uh, doesn't matter. It he was, gets a good chop in there. One whack, too. <laughs> one that whack. That cleaver is sharp. Yeah, and it doesn't affect the hair, so she still has the long hair. Yep. And, uh, it's so good. He's good. And Lance um, catches the head. Lance catches the head, the eyes open, and he wakes up from his dream. Which is, this is one of my favorite parts. He's like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, he wakes up. Wakes he, up he's wakes got up his wife, and his, he's like, oh man, so sorry for screaming, whatever. And then his wife turns into Max Jenky again. <laughs> He's like, and he thought I was dead, <laughs> and whacks him straight in the chest with a meat cleaver. And he is—he is dressed in Lance's wife's yeah, 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 like nightgown <laughs> and a big blonde so wig. So picture giant Brian James in a nightgown and a blonde wig. It's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> and it's that second wake-up fake-up. Yeah, we've—I've never seen that before. Yeah, where somebody wakes up from a dream and then it's still actually going. They wake up again. I, I gotta give this movie props. I've never seen but anything yeah. like that before. I liked it. <laughs> uh, Max Jenke led down the hall to the to the electric chair after this. I oh wait, it. this is when he goes to the bathroom and he sees blood on his chest. Which, what the fuck is up with this? Okay, so so this it's is like a all it's thingy. all a shitty fucking Nightmare on Elm Street rip. There's so much Nightmare on Elm Street in this. So like something that happens in the dream. It's like, yeah, he's like, it. oh, I've got the claw mark on my chest. It's yeah. like the t- typical okay. typical shredded shirt. I didn't know if they were trying. I mean, trope. I even know the doctor brings up stigmata and shit like that earlier. He does. So I didn't know if they were trying to like make this kind of a symbolic or no. Or it's just, just a, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Things that happen gotcha. in the nightmare happen in real life. Um, and I mean the the fucking furnace that doesn't need to be there. That's just nonstop. It's like, dude, Another, if you're making a nightmare murderer movie, just leave the fucking boiler room out of it. Yeah, like just. I'll maybe. get to that. I'll get to that. It's another broken part. I've got questions. So on. weird. Um. So yeah. So we do cut, and it's um, uh, Max has been caught. Yes. Uh, we our flashback has seen that he got caught. Well, we're, our flashback seen that he. We don't see him get caught. No, scene. we don't. We're, that's it, not so late. Slowly unfolding. But either way, it's it's meant to know that Lance got him. 
So we're, we're a flash to execution day, and I love mm. this scene, too, where the cop's like, all right, out of the cell, Max, it's checkout time. And then he does, and one of the cops puts the shotgun, points it, keep that shotgun pointed at his head. <laughs> and <laughs> my question to Max here is, what is your motivation to not attack, the, like, I oh mean, my god, if I attack you, you're going to kill me <laughs> on my way well, to the electric chair? In in this instance, any other killer, there would be no impetus to not <laughs> do, yeah. but... In his case, he wants to be electrocuted because he's the shocker. I mean, he's Max <laughs> Jenke. I mean, I, I mean, he's in prison. I mean, he's, I mean, in, he's the not chair. A, not I in mean, the oh, he's shit. one of the the fallen. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> he's at the slaughterhouse rock. He's got the first power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I think we. <laughs> Those think are that. movies that are like this one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is m- one of my favorite parts of this, this whole scene thing. is fucking awesome okay <laughs> a save for some <laughs> except for the fact that it is so ridiculous that there is literally a room that's set up like a gymnasium yeah like instead of being like behind a wall like, or anything in, in, a, in a chamber there's there's a reason why they call it an execution chamber chamber <laughs> It's because it is a chamber. It is sealed off. It's not a fucking volleyball well court open. with a bunch of folding chairs. Hey, bring chairs. in your lawn chairs and sit down and watch an execution. <laughs> it's um, like, oh, we wa- <laughs> hey, first two rows are going to get wet. So, uh, <laughs> you know, don't bring anything that you... <laughs> if any of y'all been to a gore concert, you know what we're talking about here. <laughs> uh, at the end, we're going to smash his head like a watermelon. Um, <laughs> Special guest star Gallagher. Yeah. Um, but no, um, this is enough. If 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 any movie could be a poster child for a script that needs polishing, it is this because this movie has tons of painfully unclever back and forth dialogue. Yes. Where it could have something cool. I agree. So. So Max is strapped into the chair. Although Max's dialogue here, I think, is oh yeah, is pure gold. Well, once he starts getting zapped, yes. In the beginning, it's just cornball. Oh, like, it makes no sense. So, so he gets put in, put into the chair, and uh, Lawrence Tierney has a little yeah, tiny Lawrence cameo Tierney. here. So he just pops up, and he's just like, "Any last words, Max? Blow it out your ass, pinhead." I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That like you had that's your, so much you could have put in that's there. That's your final words to the the, to the, the warden. Blow yeah. it out your ass, pinhead. You couldn't have thought of something more clever or anything there. <laughs> I can't, but I'm not a writer. That's uh, rough. That's rough. <laughs> that, that that scene bothered me. There's a thousand like, better lines than yeah. that they could have pulled in there. Yeah, obviously that's bad. But once they start actually electrocuting him, yeah. <laughs> what was, the, what was also, the line? <laughs> Uh, More yeah, voltage. crank the voltage, <laughs> shithead. <laughs> he's being electrocuted. Well, I love, too, that there's no pomp. Like, uh, And again, I've never seen an execution, but I've seen lots of movies with them. And they're probably yeah. real. Um, so they're, they, Absolutely real. They did not wait for a uh, pardon from the for the governor. <laughs> um, they, uh, yeah, they're just like, all right, ready? Yeah. And then, and then just unceremoniously, this year's like, ah. <laughs> And, and and he didn't wear a mask. He wasn't like a secret guy behind a room with a switch. He was just right there, just like Bleh. no. And so they cook him. He and they left his eyeballs uncovered yep. too, which is not a thing. Usually they're taped down because they're gonna explode. So they zap him, and then they kill the juice. And then when they go to check that he's alive, that's where they find out he's still alive. <laughs> and so without hesitation, the guy's just like, "Oh shit!" It's the it switch again. again. <laughs> yep, uh, and they do. 
Uh, and, and that's where that's where it's like increase the voltage. <laughs> yeah, increase the voltage. Shit, it. Uh, yep. And then and, he starts smoking, and his skin starts bubbling. Oh, and he's just getting cut all over. His skin's exploding. Then he breaks his straps. He stands up, and he starts walking. Like towards straight up Frankenstein moment. It's so awesome. Yeah, and he turns the, in turns into Kane Hodder for a second and the, catches fire. <laughs> the makeup effects are amazing <clears throat> in this scene. Yeah, like he looks great, and he starts cursing at um. Lance. Yeah. It's that cliched he steals I'll a li- get you. No. I'll be back. He he steals totally steals a line from Hellraiser and he's like, I'll tear your world apart. Yeah, that's right. I'm coming to tear your world apart. <laughs> and it's like, oh it's like we paraphrasing change, Hellraiser. We, come on. We change one word. It's yeah, <laughs> close enough. Uh, and these chains come out and start grabbing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but then his but I mean he was like all all crazy fricasseed, falls down, dies. Yep. Um, so now the, and there've been all these like significant glances back and forth between yeah, Lance Henriksen this this and this fake, uh, Jeffrey Coombs character where it's like, like straight up cast for Jeffrey Combs to be there, could not afford Jeffrey Combs. So they got this guy. Um, and so he yeah, goes you are pretty poor if you can't afford Jeffrey Combs. Hey, he's man. been in some shit. He has been in some shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So he wants to, so we're, we cut after this straight to the morgue. Yep. And and our fake Jeffrey Combs wants to examine the corpse of Max Jenke for any anomalies. Do he, morgues really have the exposed feet like that, do you know? I don't know. It's just like, it just seems odd. It's an old, it's an old. I know it's an odd vision. It's an old trope because they'd hang the tags, the toe tags yeah, in air yeah. quotes but off the toe so that you could that. identify. I Somebody call can't in if imagine. you know that. Anybody who works at a morgue, tell us, please. Yes. Um, but uh, so, so this guy, he he comes in. He's got a little little some sort of spectrometer or whatever the fuck he's using, and he's just entertaining his curiosity. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as the the mortician that's there leaves, then something spooky happens, and Max Jenkins' electrical ghost pops out of his body, <laughs> and swirls around the room, knocks over a bunch of shit, and then disappears yeah, into pretty. the it looks into the cool. light. Yeah, it looks great. Um, yeah. And so then here's like the only, I mean, everybody compares this movie to shocker and here in my mind is just like, yeah, he got into an electric chair and then he flies into a power box and that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's pretty that's much, pretty much all the comparison to shocker, but every freaking review is just like, this is shocker. This is shocker. It really isn't. And at it's all. better. I think it's better than Shocker. I'm not a big Shocker fan. I'll just put that out it's, there. There's, it's there's, a little too mean-spirited for me. I agree. I, I do love the TV battle at the end of Shocker because yep. I love cornball shit like that, and yeah. I think it's perfect. But yeah, it's just a little too... It's too fucking misogynistic. I mean, yes. And even this movie, like... it. This movie has its moments. There's a couple of, There's a couple of gross moments in it, but I mean, like... It feels like when you're watching that, you're like, dude... Writer, are you like, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need a friend? Uh, is something <laughs> happening? Did you have like go through a really bad divorce? What the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? Okay. Why do you hate women so much? Uh, you and me feel the same way about Shocker. Yeah, that fucking weird. <laughs> like straight up weird. He every third sentence has a bitch in it. Yep. Every third sentence. Yeah, super weird. But yeah, so after his ghost leaves his body, here's where we get another broken moment that's never explained. It flies from the morgue. It flies into Lucas's house, blows up his circuit breaker in the mm-hmm. basement, and then flies out of the circus circuit breaker into the furnace. Because 
That's how electricity goes to work? <laughs> I don't know. Why the fuck the furnace? Why did you... Why did you... Did you need to use the electricity to get there? But then you can just leave an electricity box and camp out in the flames of the furnace? <laughs> I... Okay. Here's here's the theory. <laughs> yep. I maybe. don't know. I think that if I had to take a wild guess, his cleaver... There was a scene where Lance... So they went out of their way to say he wanted to be, be buried, buried with his cleaver. Yeah. And if, if you know, just blue skying, I think that Lance took the cleaver and he's like, fuck you, I'm not going to do that. And then he throws it into his furnace. Ooh, so, I like that. And if he did that, that gives him an anchor point in the house yep. for the spirit to have some sort of place to go to. And then somebody went... This movie is exactly like Nightmare on Elm Street if you put the fucking <laughs> weapon in the, in the furnace. And they went, cut this scene, and it gets, you know, Holy you get a little bit of a pass. Shit. That's, if I had to guess. A little bit of a pass. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That I don't know any of this. This is all just yeah, yeah, yeah. total speculation. But yeah, that would like be my that. guess. Because I was just like, why? <laughs> no idea. That's all it's I could think like of. It's not like Shocker, where he went through the power outlets or went through the TVs. Like, this was just like... I'm just going to go camp out in a fireplace. Yeah, because they made <laughs> such a big deal out of the idea. Or, you know, there was a, a very clear moment where they dropped a little exposition saying the cleaver was going to be buried with it. Yep. And if it's like, oh, that's your last wish, well, fuck you. I'll just put it someplace else. But he wasn't even buried. So, I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Like they would honor that. Right. No. No way in hell. <laughs> no way in hell. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> next scene. We get the little brother up to, like, 1980s movie hijinks. He's been writing letters to the Nesquik company saying that there's rat hairs in it. <sighs> I and can't even begin to... <laughs> so, he got a delivery of two cases of Nesquik. Two cases of chocolate, one case of strawberry. Yep. And this becomes a returning It's a, it's a returning gag, gag in the end, but there's no point. I don't know. We'll get there. It's it's as close as you can come to we'll like levity in this and by, movie. And by returning gag, we mean it happens once here and at and the, the end, right? And it plays zero part in the movie. No, nope. he never nope. stops Max with Nestle Quick or <laughs> does anything with it. <laughs> oh well, that and then in been the good. end, he gets chilly, and we never even get to see him crack open a can. Like all this <laughs> stupid scam writing in to get free stuff never plays any part in this movie. The only, I mean, so the first time it appears right here, yep, it's a red herring that's like, oh man, he's gonna get like a head in the, you know, or something else is gonna come out. Like, you get a bit of a red herring. I didn't even moment. think it was a red herring because it seemed like he was anticipating the box. It wasn't like he was he wasn't questioning it. He was just like, oh yeah, and he ran upstairs and he opened that's it and he true. was like, yeah, this is great, yeah. Like yeah. he never had a moment of confusion. Like, uh oh. Yeah, I guess and if not. it was a head, it was going to be like, <laughs> it was gonna like be the head, head the magician, the magic shop owner in Pee Wee's Big Adventure holds up. It would have been a head like that big <laughs> for that box. <laughs> so, uh, so mom goes looking for the cat in the basement. Uh, and nope. can we just get to the basement in this movie? Sure. People just make up excuses every five minutes in this movie to go to the basement. <laughs> they, uh, they, there seriously must be like eight. Or nine basement scenes. And yeah, and they all have like some sort of there's there's always some some like impetus to go down. There's always yeah. some ridiculous like so, Oh, I could you get my wallet? Oh, yeah. the cat's down there. Oh the, <laughs> I so, needed a puppet. Do you have one? Yeah, so the mom goes down for the cat, which also plays next to no part in this movie whatsoever. 
Nope. Just for that maybe fix the cat scare near the end. Yeah, exactly. That's just so that they could say that there was a cat. Yeah. So the mom goes in and, and nothing happens. Nope. She just walks around the basement for a little we, bit. I mean, it, yeah, it's a total it's a total nothing scene, but we do see that there are feet behind the clothing rack. After oh, we know that Max Jenkins in the basement, my copy was too dark. <laughs> you see feet underneath the you, uh, underneath the clothing rack. That's not Max. But it's not Max. Um, so, so so later we go upstairs and a saw near this. I loved this scene. What's that? <laughs> there was a scene right at the end of this like nothing happening scene. Yep. Where she's wandering around and a two handed like one of those like lumberjack axes uh-huh. that takes two people to operate it. Falls from the ceiling and almost hits her. It goes chunk and like smacks into the wall. And she goes, "Kitty," and then the scene ends. <laughs> I don't remember that. Like she's accusing the cat of dropping a, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a giant saw on her. So okay, so that's the first part that you've brought up that I don't recall. Interesting. So I, I, it also was very dark in even the Blu-ray. So maybe yeah, you okay. just didn't see it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so then the girl is. No, she, now we're at the the psych eval. Oh, this is uh, okay. You lead the way. Okay, this is where he's. This is just the stigmata part. Yep. He's like, oh, "Are you Catholic? Because that that thing on your chest might be stigmata." And he's like, uh, "That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard." That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Are you going to let me get back to work or what? <laughs> um, and so we go to fake Jeffrey Combs again. He meets him in the parking lot after his psych evaluation, and he's like, "You know, Jenkins co- coming back." Coming. Yep. Uh, Lucas ignores him and drives away. Um, mom, cut to mom talking about Vinny. I don't yep. want Vinny over. Oh boy, that Vinny. And He's so, a real jerk. And so Connie asks, have you seen my pink dress? And mom's like, maybe it's in the basement. She's got to go get that <laughs> go, pink go dress. Go right back to the basement. And then it turns out that the set of feet we saw were Vinny's and they make out. <laughs> and also Vinny has a jelly bracelet. Which made me laugh. <laughs> He's got, like, with his watch, he also has, like, a little jelly bracelet. I was like, yeah, oh, it's a real nice little 1980s thing. So she goes, uh, her parents are going out for dinner that night, so she's sneaking Vinny over there. So she makes Vinny wait in the basement, and that's going to come into it. That's going to, Vinny in the basement is actually a huge plot point. Yep. Uh, so she goes back upstairs. And yep. where are we at now? Uh, Lucas Lucas flashes back while he's driving, ah, and he yes. nearly crashes. Yep. He's like, he has... He has filler. He like flashes back to every action moment that we've seen, <laughs> we've so, seen far so far in this movie, I mean, and we're like twenty minutes. Yeah, Just like hope you don't forget it. Yeah. Um, so it, he like ah, almost runs into a truck, pulls it over to the side of the road, and then Jenkins in his passenger seat. Yep. And he's like, "Yeah, this is just the beginning." And he looks away, and he's like, "You're not real." And then he looks back, and he's like, "I'm still here." <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> we gotta we gotta mention Max's laugh. We gotta, I don't know if I mean, I've done it a couple of times, but yeah, Max nonstop laughs in this, and I, I love it. It's so funny. I saw, like, when I used to watch, when I used to watch this a lot, it was because it was a late night Cinemax kind of movie. Okay. And they actually had, when it was when it was new on Cinemax, they had, like, behind the scenes things and, like, an interview oh, with him, and I remember very clearly him talking about the about the laugh uh-huh. and being like, I had to create some sort of crazy laugh that I thought would work with this. And I was like, yeah, but you had that exact same laugh in that Sam Raimi movie that was like 10 years before that. Are oh, you was that sh- Crime Wave? Yeah, he yeah. literally laughed exactly the same way in Crime Wave. <laughs> but whatever. 
Whatever. And the sound Still design, great. the sound design of it cools too. Like every now and then you'll just hear yeah. it like lightly in the background, like kind of tunneled. Mm. Like I like I lots like, of nice phaser yeah. over his voice yeah. when he talks. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, this is uh, the the little brother lip syncing that moment that was for nothing. But like, I don't know if they couldn't secure the rights to a song for the movie <laughs> another, or what happened. Another broken part of this movie is that the brother has a, a GNR poster on his wall. Later on, he makes it known that he's listening to Metallica, which we don't we don't hear either. But then when we actually do hear the music he's listening to, it is like the most poppy garbage yeah, that it's awful. this metalhead would want nothing to do yeah. with. And also, he doesn't know the lyrics to the song that he's lip syncing. No. So he's kind of like saying some words, and it, they're like kind of in time with the music, and he's just kind of moving in a way that if there were no music playing you could sync anything up with it it does remind me of a funny story though i have a friend um oh god <laughs> uh their, their band was playing a show um uh jody explody oh yeah yeah way back in the day they, they were playing a show and uh one of their songs I, I i guess didn't have words but the singer just made up words made up made up sounds as they went for the right. song and he was saying when he was doing that, he looked out and he could see our friend lip syncing along with that song that had no words. <laughs> Amazing. So that can happen. Nice. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. So uh, this is where the sister gets dressed and it's like Vinny's like trapped in the basement kind of like it looks like he's kind of trying to get out, Yeah. which was weird. I didn't know what was going on. But I then think he was just. Pacing around. Uh, like, it looked like he was trying the window, but who knows? Yeah. Either way, uh, he hears fake Bonnie, like Max doing Bonnie's voice, calling to him. To take off his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy time again, in the furnace room. Again, this is another really amazing, like, all I can do is picture Brian James saying all this stuff to this, like, young, yeah. <laughs> young hot dude. And we, get, like, we, get, oh, to, we get to see so him talking weird. real quick. Yeah. Yep. And so he's like, yeah, he's, he says, I love you, Vinny. Do it for me. <laughs> and then chops his head off. Um, so, and this is, I think mom and dad are in this scene somewhere around here. But all I can say is the mother character and the, and Lucas have the worst fucking chemistry. Oh yeah. Also, she's not a great actress. No. She is kind of like she might be one of the weakest links of this movie is yep. the the mom, um, but uh, so Bonnie's going looking for Vinny. There's no blood on the stairs. There's no blood anywhere, and she looks and she doesn't find anything. So Lance and his wife are having sex or about to. They're trying to, yep. and then they're interrupted by a the call. Phone from, rings by Max, <laughs> and he's caught like, you with your pants down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And so they do not have sex because he is not, he's not into it anymore. No. Uh, Max even makes fun of him for it later, too. Yep. He cuts to uh, Half Shirt Bro, the little brother, who's wearing his little little half shirt and listening to Metallica, we find out. Here comes the brokenest scene of all. Never sneak up on a man when he's blasting Metallica, (laughs) says the little brother. Because his sister goes into her brother's room, Mm -hmm. takes off his headphones, which startles him, and then says, I need you to help me find Vinny. He's in the house, and he says he's been up here before. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. One, what does that mean? Two, 
You know the fucking house. Why is your boy three? Why is your boyfriend hiding this hard? Four. Why would you need your little brother to help find your boyfriend that's hidden in this house? I'm like, unless you knew he was dead or something was wrong. Yeah, like, I got nothing. Why on that did one. he get this kid out of there? Yeah, I got nothing, man. And aside from the misconception that he killed Vinny, that they don't even touch on that that much later on. Mm-hmm. There's no point for him to even be. Helping her and went in five or six. I don't know where we are. Yeah. <laughs> when they are searching for Vinny, it's not like they split up to cover more ground. He's just tailing right behind her. Yeah. Like she could have done all of this herself. Yeah. That scene just bothers me, man. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Uh, all I know is Come that on, the, no furnace theory here. <laughs> I have no furnace theory for this one. I'm too distracted by the awesome airwalk shirt that that kid has. Yeah. That was like yeah. my favorite part of this. I was like, oh man, that thing's great. Uh, <laughs> I miss my prototypes. So they're walking Best around. Best shoes ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had a pair of those. Um, <laughs> so they're walking around looking for Vinny for some ass reason. Um, and then Lance wakes up and comes downstairs. So they're like, oh, shit. So they hide. And Lance goes into the basement where Vinny was supposed to be. Yep. And so they're just listening to the door. But Lance actually runs into Max down there. Yep. Where he in, yells. He runs into Max's voice in the furnace. Yes. And, and he so yells, he screams at the Get out of this house! Room. Yep. Which, obviously, to them, sounds like he's yelling at yep. Vinny. Which, all, which again, leads to a big stay away, point. I Also, stay away from my daughter, I think yes, he also yes, says. Yep. So, so yeah. every, all signs point to him yelling at Vinny. Yep. He comes back upstairs, sees the kids. She confess, confesses that she invited Vinny over, mm-hmm. and he was hiding. But they did not find Vinny. Yes, and... And he's like, I wasn't yelling at Vinny. Yeah. And so everybody's confused. Like, well, who are you yelling at, freak? Yeah. So everybody's acting weird. Cosmo the cat was hanging by the ceiling. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, it's Cosmo. Cosmo. <laughs> um, also, just really quickly, this kid, his physique is breaks my brain. He has a face that looks like Patton Oswalt, and he's got like abs like Zac Efron. Like I don't know what his, <laughs> I don't know what his deal is, yeah, but it a- is bizarre he's an odd looking dude he's an odd looking little dude um but you know more power to him yeah um he's got all the quick in the world you don't exactly (laughs) uh so okay lucas and the kids uh are awake right is that the no this is later this is the family meal this is after they've set up for 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 the death for lunch yeah so so, yeah, 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 but this is where Max is setting setting everything up, so trying to frame him. Oh. And so they're at the family meal. For some reason, in the middle of the day, she cooks a whole fucking Full, turkey. whole turkey dinner. <laughs> this is not... Just because... This is not a Thanksgiving scene. Someone very much wanted to make this prop, and they were like, this is going to happen. Just figure out a reason for them to have turkey. I just wanted, I just wanted to be like the rich producer. He's just like, all right, we're here... Oh. You don't want to do the Brian James turkey? No money. No money. No money if we don't get a Brian James turkey. Okay, fine. We'll do the Brian James turkey. Also, also that turkey is fucking awesome. Yeah. So, aside from being an amazing prop, it's such a good concept that instead of, like, his face being the face of the turkey, it's just on the side side of the turkey. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. Despite the fact that, like, why would they leave the head on the turkey when they made it? Well, they didn't. That was it, that was all in his head. It all the started tentacles. sprouting tentacles yeah, okay. and started sprouting the head. And Why all that would stuff. they stuff it with tentacles? Why would? They? <laughs> God, she's why a, not? She's a weird cook. 
Uh, but yeah, this scene's this scene's so awesome. They're sitting down for turkey dinner. Everything's going kind of fine. Uh, Lance starts to carve the turkey, and then we get to reveal that the the turkey starts shooting out red tentacles, and it turns around and like Tristan said, the the turkey has Brian James' little face melted onto the side <laughs> of the turkey's face. So and he and he he talks like in a chipmunk voice. Yeah, he's, he's, and he's just, just like, a little tiny voice. And he's like, "Hey, hey, Lucas." Your family's dead. And he looks up and they're all dead. Yep. And then he looks up again and they're alive. And he's just like, just kidding. <laughs> it's so awesome. And so so Lucas loses his shit and grabs the grabs the butcher knife and just slams it down into the turkey, stands up, and then one of my one of the best transitions in the movie, he hits the stabs it into the turkey and then the family looks at him, you're fucking insane. They're all yeah. like looking at him like he's crazy and he's like I just don't like turkey. I guess I just don't like turkey. <laughs> and then it, the the transition crossfades into a stand-up comedian, so you get a laugh track right after that yeah. where the bad joke gets its own laugh track. Right as <laughs> Transitioning into another Nightmare on Elm Street type oh, scene. Oh, yeah, big time. Where we get a stand-up comedian who is just really, really awful, but then turns, They're loving in, it. But then turns into Brian James. Who is at the, what is his, the Death Fest or whatever it's called? I forgot. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's just doing like repurposed uh, the Death-a-thon. It's, 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 it's like uh, if Rodney Dangerfield yeah. was just doing it's, I'm a serial killer jokes. It's literally like you take a Rodney like, Dangerfield joke. Yeah, take my wife. Just some Balor, please. Yeah, uh. just add add scary something into went, every single yeah, joke. I went to the bar and ordered a Bloody Mary. They said she's off today. Whoa. <laughs> yep. It's really... Really good stuff. Uh, so back to the psych office for him because he shoots because the TV. Because he shoots the damn TV. This scene, this scene was great, though. I loved I loved how it was shot because uh, all the family is just like laughing in slow motion. Yeah. And he's looking at them laughing at that. They're just seeing the normal comedian, but he's in this like heart beating in the background kind of watching the terror show. Yeah. I thought that was very... And then when the... He pulls his gun. The, the mother notices it first and, and shields she, both the kid's eyes in slow motion as he just goes through and shoots a teeth. I thought it was a very effective yeah, scene. Yeah, real good. Real good. So, uh, so there's this weird thing where they go to the, the psychiatrist's office as a transitional device because they're there just so he can drop the line. Uh, if only I knew how to find him, I could get him out of my head, which is practically a non sequitur it doesn't make any sense he's dead none of this means anything but it's a way for them to explain why he's going to the apartment yeah oh that was a that was a broken alarm yeah exactly um so he gets the address to max's apartment and goes and it's still there and set up yeah no one has touched anything here's my question are you telling me that this guy was busted, had his trial for 110 people that he killed, mm-hmm. got onto death row, uh-huh. got into the electric yep. chair, all within, what, a day or two? Yes. Before they would tear his apartment down and fix it for the next renter? <laughs> Do you know how long that would take after that guy got caught and how much badness there was to go through? Okay. Every family would get their oh, absolutely their trial, and there'd be so much, so much. And then when people get on death row, they're there for a while. Yeah, I don't understand why. He but was they are. he was expedited in a two day trial. Yeah, and uh, executed right then, <laughs> or 
the uh, the people who owned the building that he lived in were like, no, 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 don't touch anything. Leave it exactly as is. Yeah. We'll rent it out like a Lizzie Borden type situation. <laughs> we'll just scotch guard the whole place and leave everything exactly where it is. And you'll just pay a thousand dollars a night to stay in the serial killer's apartment. It's so yeah. It's all I got. It's so broken. Like there's yeah. no way that apartment would not be yes. ransacked already for clues in right. the investigation. No way that it wouldn't have been cleaned up by all now. Of, all of that stuff would be in an evidence locker yeah. somewhere. I mean, there's and you're no. You're telling me that landlord's not renting that out and fixing that for the next per- cash had, money? <laughs> he was practicing electrocuting himself with an electric chair. You yeah. don't think that that would come up in the trial at yeah. all? Uh, he had what were the pictures that he found? Was that his family? Yeah. Okay. I no, really uh, tell no him, other like, cop thought to pull out that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they pull out this like little like sliding door and it's and it's got all of all pictures of his family and a big clump of hair from somebody i don't know who that was maybe lance henrickson i don't know maybe cosmo maybe cosmo <laughs> could be um uh, the apartment looks great though i like the set design and yeah. it is a, it is a dingy it reminds me of one of the uh like a set piece in um the dark backward yeah where everything's yep. just covered in filth and grime and and they make the mention that the professor meets him there. He shows yes. up, gets to jump on him. There's a little tussle. But then he's like, look at this. It's like being inside his head. Mm-hmm. And I like that, how that. Yeah. And it, he doesn't realize the whole time that he's sitting in an electric chair. <laughs> like, so we learn that Max has been basically, I don't even know if this is possible. Okay. So maybe it is. <laughs> Building up an intolerance to the electric chair. Have you read Frank Zappa's autobiography? I have not. There is a story in there about I believe it's Motorhead. The name of the the name of one of their roadies was okay. Motorhead. Yep. I think it's this guy who became addicted to electricity, and he could take insane amounts of electricity into his body because he kept building up his resistance to it over time. <laughs> but he literally had a physical addiction to electricity. To like electric. Yeah. Himself? yeah, to electrocuting himself. He had like devices specifically to electrocute himself and he would take shit tons of power into his body. And that was just one of the weird stories in Holy the fuck. in the Zappa autobiography. Yeah. Uh, he eventually like I can't remember what the story was, but he eventually killed himself with electricity. But it was like, you know, enough to power a city block. It was like an <laughs> insane amount of electricity. So. It took too much, man. It, it took too may- much. So thanks to Frank Zappa's autobiography, I believe that everything in this movie is possible. Um, so they, this, <laughs> this is also terrible. So the plan is Peter, uh, what Peter Campbell, the fake Jeffrey Combs. Yep. He's like, so I've been studying pure evil as electro- electromagnetic evil. Fuck. Uh, this is such nonsense. It's just such dumb. It's so, uh, it's so bad. Techno, uh, yeah. techno babble exposition. Yeah. So he's like, at the end of the day, what they need to do is electrocute him enough that it sends him back to his apartment. But they have to electrocute him. He's... This is one of those... It's they have so, to electrocute him more than an electric chair. It's so broken. Here's another broken part. Because he mentions being on the other side at the end, where he sucks him into the furnace. Yes. So, basically, he electrocutes him back to this, this world. But he's still playing in this world now because he's affecting things. Uh, right. <clears throat> so, 
Well, that's what he what says. What are you? Are you? That's what he said. But all what, he oh, says is that then once he's back in the real world, all you have to do is blow him away. Yeah. I don't know. I, why did they go? Uh, that's the end but of the movie. But how did he even see them in the other world if he wasn't on the other side? Like, there's so oh. the rules are broken. Oh, yeah. It just plays by its own rules that it makes yes. up as it goes. Definitely. But the movie's so fun. I'm okay with it. Exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> there's a lot of this that's like. Unfortunately, when you're trying to explain it as a trying to get a narrative going, tough. but it's, it's almost like they tried to come up with a cohesive reason why this yeah. is happening, but couldn't. So they were just like, "Yeah, it's electromagnetic it's, electro evil." <laughs> it's electro uh, I've evil. studied this. It's you've got to electrocute the electro evil. Yeah. Oh, that explains everything. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, okay, so, oh, shit, yeah. So Vinny calls Bonnie and tells her to go to the vase, the basement. So fake Max, fake Vinny. Yeah, Max calls Bonnie. Oh, weird! Somebody's going to the basement going again. To the basement for no reason. Okay, so they <laughs> made up a reason for her to go to the basement. She gets, she finds Vinny's wallet down there, and then has a siren helmet scare. Someone's like, yeah. helmet that has a siren and a flashing light on the top of it falls, scares her. I then if it was one of those Star Trek helmets. I think it was uh, the kiss helmet from when they play Firehouse at their live shows. Uh, so his corpse then falls on her. Vinny's corpse falls. He's apparently yep. been cut in half, we later find. Which this this is something that you do get seen in the uncut version. So maybe your Shout Factory is not uncut. Okay. I don't think it is. I think it was only like overseas for some ass reason. Interesting. You'd think they'd give us a restored full version but i guess that was one of the things that was chopped was seeing Vinny get cut in half oh interesting yeah i didn't i see bet that. you see the partner cops arms get cut off too that would be, make then uh, we would know what the hell was apparently going on. from people that have seen the gore cut it is like five times gorier than this like huh. it's balls to the wall so i really oh, want to wow. try to find that yeah almost like dead alive style nice i'd watch that so uh they they arrest lance he goes he goes back to his house Cops are swarming all over the place. The kids heard him yell, get out of my house, don't yep. talk to my daughter. So it all points to the fact that, and we've already seen him strangle his wife in a dream state. So, right. we, so it leads to the suspicion that, yeah. Except that time of death and phone call are going to disagree on this. You know, the phone hmm. call she got from him and the easily established time of death, he will have already been in rigor mortis because he was killed like a day ago. That is never brought up. But whatever, they don't care. Not important. You weren't the detective here. <laughs> so, uh, not Jeffrey Combs is doing more exposition in the in Max Jenkins' apartment, and he's like, you know, I'm gonna do this test to see if this thing will work, and blah blah blah. And then just Max materializes in the electric chair and says uh, something, some quip, and then kills him. Yep. So here's my question: like, how? <laughs> how? <laughs> Don't know. I'm, Electromagnetic evil. Like, yeah, it definitely doesn't work with the whole house thing. And you're supposed to electrocute him, but like, in the end, he electrocutes him in the other side, in the upside down. For all you current, watchers. is that true? That's what he says. I, I mean, that's what I thought. Remember, in the end, when Lance gets sucked into the furnace, he touches that furnace and he goes, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's in that diner and right, factory from the right, beginning. Right. So and that then would when be he, the... then when he finally does shock him at the thing at the end, oh, he fuck. flashes back and he's at Lance's house. So I, it's like they switched bro. worlds, like basically, like the upside down or like okay. the uh, you know a kind of yeah, thing like I don't that, know, man. But so my question is now that. Max pops up and kills Campbell and he's in the room. What if you electrocuted him now? Would you just shock him back to the 
other side? You could blow them away in that other side world? I I need these answers. You are asking all the difficult questions today. I have nothing for you. Um, I have so many questions. They're not done yet either. So they're this back. Movie just keeps feeding me uh, question yeah. marks. And and just to, like there is definitely a bit of like no one can establish times of death and as as it pertains to any of this even with like blood splatter and like all sorts of other things and because the, he's in the interrogation room. He's being interrogated at the same time that this guy gets killed. Mm-hmm. They find his body and they're like, "Wow, well, looks like it killed him too." Yeah. And it's like, "Motherfucker, do some detective work." <laughs> like something. Um so they're they're interrogating him. They've got a really angry uh, internal affairs guy. That guy is the worst. They could have cut his entire scene, but he's acting his ass off. He, uh, <laughs> excuse me. He's really trying to he's, act. Well, that's that's kind of <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> he's like the bad cop. They do like it's like a bad cop. They good do a cop good cop thing. bad cop thing, but they're but this, doing it to a cop. And this is one of those same instances, like in the beginning, where the script just needs polish here. Yeah. He's just like, I don't fucking know you. Get the fuck out of my face. No, I'm going to get right the fuck in your face. Hey, fuck you. Fuck me? No, fuck you. It's like, oh, great retort. Like, <laughs> great retort. I mean, I did like the, what was it? You could be Charlie Manson for all I know. All I got is your word, and I don't even know you. Now you fucking know you. <laughs> right, yes, I'm sorry. There's, Always fucking know you. Oh, there's so much uh, F-bombs in this scene. Yeah. That guy just keeps, and they're not well placed they're just like yeah but it was all worthwhile everybody leaves the room leaves him alone and then his lawyer shows up who is Brian James doing a really bad British accent yeah and dressed in a trench coat and like a a Stetson or a fedora or something yeah Stetson yeah and uh, and he's got glasses on, so Lance doesn't recognize him for the whole. <laughs> it's like a total <laughs> Superman thing. It reminds me of like like a setup for like an SCTV bit, like because it's that like closed room. Somebody's sitting in a. T- it's like a sketch comedy yeah. thing that's about to happen, uh, and and it really kind of goes down that way. He freaks out, takes off his his jacket and everything, shows who he is, and, and then cleavers cuts, the table in half. Cleavers the table completely in half. And that's end of the scene. End scene. Um, so and he basically tells him that he's going after his family now, though. Yes. And there's nothing you can do because you're stuck in here. Yep. And so he goes kind of after his family. He calls. He calls the daughter and and says something threatening to her. Uh, she takes a shower because she's just been threatened, and she's like, "Time to take a shower." Uh, has a weird body double that looks nothing like her. And then uh, the sun Regardless is of the loomed over by somebody. She's seventeen, right? This is, that shower scene came out of nowhere, just like um, the stepfather does that. Yep. Or it's just like right at the end of the movie. There's just only the stepfather's like completely gratuitous. This is just like this weird <laughs> over the overhead yeah. body double, and the stepfather's just like, oh, by the way, yeah, let's just have a five minute shower scene with dude's sixteen year old daughter here yep. for no reason. Um, uh, it's very odd when they do that. Yeah, the, and this is the this is the creepy bit where their Max shows up in her room and he's like, "I've got a present for you." Hopefully, that's what. Maybe they just cut out all of this that horrible scene that was probably in there because he impregnates her somehow. We're just gonna say with magic. I think there is more to that scene, and it I would was cut so. for this. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, and I'm fine with that. Cut. Yeah, I think that's a good cut. Uh, <laughs> Lance. Uh, so Lance. Is talking to his buddy in the interrogation room and decks him. 
Yeah, because like, he's no, he knows he's not getting out of there. Yep. Because we've already discussed that they do not do time of death or anything <laughs> yeah, other exactly. studies. So they're just like, well, two people died and you knew them. You're going <laughs> to prison forever. Um, Fucker. And somehow, and he steals his identification badge so that he can get through the building full of police officers that, that, all he, knows. that he has worked with for the last 30 years. 19. He's been <laughs> 19, on for 19, 19 years. 19 years. In the uh, same building, and he's just going to And they're like, hey, hey, Lance, how's it? Oh, sorry, uh, your badge says Bob. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought you were somebody else. Um, My mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Broken. And then uh, then Lance's wife follows a little nightmare on Elm Street girl down the stairs into the basement uh, for, like, the most, like, ripped-off nightmare on Elm Street oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Little girl in Walking a, towards, in a nighty, walking, walking towards, towards a furnace. A, yeah, Come on, guys. And then she turns around, and she's got the dead cat Cosmo, <laughs> and she just goes, oh, he fixed your cat for you. Yep. Okay. And then, then Max grabs her and Frenches her. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, so Lance gets home. Son is dead. Daughter is pregnant with Jenky's face. That was a cool That was a scene. cool effect. Cool effect. Um, Lance's chest starts ripping open from the dream wound that he got in the mm-hmm. first dream. Um, and then he falls down a flight of stairs for, I guess he's kind of like losing blood. So that's why he falls down the flight of stairs and then loses consciousness as you hear Jenky laughing. Yep. Um, the daughter finally has her creepy baby and is sitting at the table with. <laughs> that baby looks so weird. It was weird. What was it? Was it like a balloon head? Yeah. Or? I don't know if they just ran out of money because it was like the, the turkey looked so incredible. And then this thing was just like, oh, I, I painted a face on a balloon. Oh, okay. Maybe on my fuzzy copy, it looked better. Because it looked really cool to me in surreal. It looked fucking terrible ah, on Blu-ray. Terrible. It's your fault for watching those newfangled know, disky things. Sorry. I mean, honestly, it <laughs> does ruin a lot. Like, there's a lot about this that, like, should be covered up with, with you know, analog yep. fuzz. There's, a, there's a, a reason why it's shot like that. You know, they knew what their limitations were. They didn't know that someone was going to come and digitally retouch the whole thing and fuck it all up. <laughs> um... <clears throat> But Jenkins now got his wife. And so he so Lance goes down to the basement and with a, and grabs a two by four and starts hitting things. <laughs> he starts hitting the furnace until Jenkins shows up. <laughs> it's like, let's go, let's go. Bang, bang, bang. Like I guess that's how you summon you just meat cleaver hit, max. You hit you, the furnace. You have to hit the furnace three times and then hit the banister twice. Yeah. And that's the magic call. Turns out that it works yep. and a burst of light of comes out and wind summon max. And blows him backwards, but he fights against the wind. Ah, uh, gotta get to the furnace. Touches the furnace, and he's instantly transported to the other side. That's what Max calls it. Okay, I guess it is the other side. They're on the other side now. It's like a Silent Hill thing. Yeah, it's and like so, a Stranger Things thing. Yeah, so he's back to the diner. Yep. And he goes through the same thing that he did before. He makes less noise this time. Yes. Even though he's trying to get his attention. Things are quieter on the other side. So he gets over there, and then instead of the this is this is great. So instead of the head of the cop at the blue plate special thing, it's the, it's the head of the scientist, and he the scientist says the thing about electricity again. You got to electric whatever he says. electrocute him, electrocute him bigly. <laughs> I think he says electrocute him bigly, and uh, and then he screams and it's <laughs> it explodes. So the head explodes. Ah, 
great. I mean, I love that. Yeah. It's, you know, anytime you can like raise the stakes where you're like something dumb, something dumber, and then boom, then just blow the fucking head up. Great. And that guy was totally like the Pascal character from yeah. Pet Cemetery. Yep. Or the or friend from American Werewolf. American Werewolf, yeah. Yep. Except that now his head is now he's gone. He's gone. That was his, <laughs> that was his one moment. And now that's how some people say goodbye. Yep. So now he's at the plant, and this the lighting in this scene is so cool, it's mind blowing. So they they light the grates underneath this staircase from below in a way that makes it look like the Metropolis set. It gives everything mm. this insane Art Nouveau, like weird weird look. It just amazing use of like no budget just like I've got a I've got a staircase and I turned it into this really beautiful yeah. like Batman the animated series backdrop yep, yep, it's yep, like yep. it's beautiful beautiful um so he's got his wife hostage yes and so now Lucas is coming up uh Max has the upper hand tells Lucas to, to <laughs> yes to drop to his knees and come lick my come boots lick his boots Yep. Um, oh, yeah. and So, so he just, starts to do that. But then his wife elbows Max, gets away. Yep. And then we just get this awesome fight between yeah. between Max and Lucas. And I got I was talking to this before we started. I love Brian James in this movie. In general, I do. Yes. But in this movie, he is such a beast. Yes. And he's just such an imposing figure. He just picks up Lance and body slams him. And it's very, to me, reminiscent of the Freddy vs. Jason movie yeah. where Freddy was so small and Jason was yeah. so huge and it was just this unstoppable behemoth force. And... Headbutton Lance. And it was Kane Hodder. Yes. In a lot of the scenes who was, his, who was body doubling. So when he falls off in this next scene, that's Kane Hodder falling, falling off, off this, the railing. Yeah. this railing. But yeah, the whole and he t- fucks up the fall. He was supposed to fall backwards onto the, onto the mat, but he falls face first. <laughs> so... Takes a nice slap to the face oh, of a big that. heavy mat. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fight's awesome, and the whole time Brian James is just screaming, ah, ah, um, the yeah. whole time where he's just wrecking shit everywhere, and it's super effective. But eventually, yeah. uh, Lucas gets the uh, upper hand and tosses him off the balcony. Yep. But he's imaginary. He's, yeah, he's a he's ghost. Freddy. So who fucking I mean, cares? Max. Like it doesn't matter <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so he's like, and he has this moment of like, ah, boy. Thank God I've killed him oh, forever. Yeah. And everybody in the audience is just like, move <sighs> on. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and so he pops up again. Uh, and then they they have a little chase. They run down through. And then they run to this big panel where... It's straight out of a cartoon. <laughs> it's straight. It's, it looks like a Max Fleischer cartoon. It looks yeah. like, like the Mad Scientist panel exactly. in a Superman cartoon. Uh, yeah. And so he's like... <laughs> He's like, we got to turn the power on. Which is a thing I know how to do yeah. as a police officer. I'm going to hit 750 switches in an exact order to turn this giant machine on. So he does. He does it exactly right. And Max takes the bait and puts his cleaver directly into a power line. And he's he being gets stuck there. He gets stuck. So Lance grabs his trusty two by four that he brought in with him from the real side and holds him against there. This is my favorite part. And then his wife grabs a shocking wire on the ground and zaps yep. his dick with it. <laughs> yep. I mean, they don't show that, but I, that's where it's going. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and my favorite part is that he's got like, what? You know, 500,000 volts of electricity going through him. 
and he punches both of them. He touches both Lance and his wife. He hits them both while he's being electrocuted. He punches. Wouldn't that stick them too? Of course it would. Okay. <laughs> it would probably stop their hearts or whatever. I mean, that's a lot I of electricity. I wonder if there was that daughter molest scene. And that's why she stuck the, the dick. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's that's like some sort of payback thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure there's something going on. But yeah. Oh, we forgot the part where Lance slams the baby. <laughs> That was good. And this, this, but I got to talk about this too at the end. Uh, we we jumped over a big part actually. So, Lance meets his family in the other side, maybe. Yes. So yes, the kids, e- the kids' ears are all melted. The yep. girl has her baby. So they're uh, both al- they're both alive, dead. Yeah, the mother's there. Lance grabs the baby, says, "This is all. This is a trick." Slams the baby to the counter. The baby disappears. Yep. And then then they go after. Max. Yes. So I want to get back to this part later on. So okay. just forgot to mention the fact of right. the whole undead family and time yep. and space part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're electrocuting against this machine. He's holding the board against him. She's zapping his dick. And eventually he gets shocked enough that they all shock back into Lance's bedroom. Yes. And then Lance just pulls his gun and just shoots the shit out of him. And then takes the final shot against his mouth. Yep. But doesn't say anything. And you know what I would have loved, though? I would have loved if Lance went up and pointed the gun in his mouth and went, you swear too much. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped the ball big time. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. <laughs> it's so <laughs> Broken alert here. Okay. We cut instantly from this demolishing, shooting bullets into Max in the real world to them packing up their moving truck. Because they're moving. They're leaving the house. All the family is back. And they're all jovial. And uh, then the dad's like, hey, Connie, can you go double check we didn't leave anything in the basement? <laughs> Another trip to the fucking basement. We don't see the trip to the basement. But then Connie comes back up from the basement. And she's like, look what we almost forgot. And it's a whole giant box. And when she opens it, Cosmo the cat's there. So all the family is back. Even the cat's not actually dead. What happened here? I don't know. Where, I was mean, he was he exonerated when they came and found the body of <laughs> Meat Cleaver Max at his apartment? Or would they just assume that he took the body from the morgue and it was never alive in the first place? And Max went after the family and diddled the daughter and killed the kid with the earphones and all of a sudden. But he, it was all fake? Were they I, all trickies? Like it could have all been tricks. I don't, maybe he was just driving him crazy. Did any of this actually happen? Maybe not. But was I mean, all of this a dream? There's no sense to that ending. That ending is just like who dictated that this movie <laughs> that is super dark? Yeah, have a Disney Channel ending. I mean, uh, it has to be a focus group thing. They have to have just played it for people and gone. This is too fucking dark. Like if every if the whole family's dead, and they're like, and she's pregnant in hell or whatever, <laughs> you know, with a serial killer's <laughs> child, maybe fucking maybe back it off a bit, guys. It's this is not I'm not feeling like uh, getting another popcorn here. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Like maybe maybe let's just clean it up at the well, end. It's so weird because oh, like, it's it, it's absolutely tons- nonsense. And before I forgot about the chili, and before the actual <laughs> smiling. Family See, that ties in a sick, the whole thing in a together. Sitcom, 
a van pulls up, and it's a guy from uh, Texas Chili Company who's giving... Uh, what's his nuts? Bobby or whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, a five-year supply of chili because he wrote to them saying he found a thumb in one of their cans of chili. I don't know what it is that you thought you saw, boy, but uh, I can assure you that all of us have all of our digits. Uh, the uh, owner himself toward the factory. Everybody's got both hands. So, but here's here's five years of chili, and if you're ever in Texas, make sure you look us up. And he's got so much dialogue, this fucking chili delivery man. Yeah. And it, again, has nothing, like... He's on, we only know he's getting the chili because he got the mm. Nestle Quick earlier. This is scam. But why? I, I mean... It doesn't add anything. I feel like it does bookend something where, where it would be very... Uh, I mean, it's stupid. I'm not going to say it's not stupid, but it does tie it to the rest of the movie where it almost would feel like you have another... Have a scene from the beginning of the movie that got put to the end of the movie for no reason. If you didn't tie it to something else that happened in this fucking well, movie, both scenes could be gone and it would work fine. <clears throat> and and he doesn't even have anywhere to put that fucking chili because right before Lance I goes, I hope that's the last box. We're running out of room. <laughs> They're gonna have to leave that chili there. Oh, or that Texan how long so does nice. that fucking it, chili last? It's cans. Five years at least. Oh God. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, man. When you, when you buy a canned food, you're old. looking. It's like good to 2024. 20, Even chili? <laughs> Just I don't know. I don't buy canned chili. <laughs> I, don't think I make I... it in the crock pot. Nice. You know about crock pots? I know a little something <laughs> about crock pots. <laughs> <laughs> Consult so, yeah. the Covered in Bees <laughs> Instagram page for more information on crock pots. If you're looking for crock pot memes, I've got the place for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is the horror show. And we both love this I movie. I love this movie. And it's hard to defend it. Again, again it's broken. It's so fucking broken. But uh, I find it really fun. I I, I mean, like uh, Bad Dreams and like any of these movies that were inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street, where it's dr- all dream logic, all weird stuff. It feels like you can make these kinds of stupid leaps where like like the ending of this movie, where it's like any other movie... Yeah. That would have been unforgivable, but because this has been dream logic for an hour and a half, and then it drops another thing that's out of place, you're like, more dream logic. Yeah. It's maybe, the, fuck, maybe he's unconscious on the floor, and this is like... All fake still. Or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Um, I just couldn't believe the <clears throat> ending. Like, it's so out of left field compared to how dark and violent the whole movie is. I, also, I am, I'm shocked as someone who's seen 400 trillion of these movies, that he did not turn into Max Janky. That the chili delivery guy didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. like, at the end, turn into Max Janky. That would have made sense. How is that possible? Because that's your perfect, like, Nightmare on Elm Street tag, where it's like, boy, it sure is a nice day out. You boys, I don't even feel like drinking anymore. That is how Let's it should go away. You're convertible. Oh no, the convertible's Freddy. Whoa. Oh no, Freddy's also in the house. Oh, Freddy's everywhere. That would have been perfect though. If 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 yeah, just like thanks, but we have no room for the chili. Have a good day. They drove away, and then we see some hands reach and grab a can of chili, coming up, and it's and it's meat cleaver eating the chili. That would have been a perfect ending. That would have made sense because then you would have known that this shit was fake. Because we don't know it's fake. We right. know it's real. And it's too implausible to be real. And it makes Max into a complete sissy that he didn't kill everybody. <laughs> so he kills 110 people. 
but will only dick around and half fakey kill the four people he hates the most. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, there's there's no logic. I needed to this. Max eating chili. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's what would have cured this movie? <laughs> is Max eating chili? Um call Brian James in for reshoots. Oh, sadly, Aww. we're not gonna be calling Brian James in. Man, yeah. Poor. I can I can with fucking um this movie's logic. That's true. You're you're probably fine. <laughs> oh man. Yep, so that's it. What a movie. Yeah. It was a good one to come back on. It was. That was a that was a crazy thing. But uh, again, love it, love it, love it. Um, so this is just the first of what we got in store for season oh, two of season. the Fun Box Monster Podcast. <laughs> it's, it's just gonna get more of Ooh, whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck this is <laughs> as we go on. Oh boy! Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, and yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.